Welcome to another podcast from the Burlington Congregation of the Church of God International. You can find out more about CGI Burlington on our website at cgiburlington.org. Thank you, Pastor Murray, and uh, good afternoon, brethren. It's uh, wonderful to be here. I I feel like a guest in my own congregation. Uh, It's wonderful to be back and see everybody. Uh, Thank you, Kitchener, for joining us today, and thank you, uh, Wynn, for joining us. Didn't think I'd actually get you here, (laughs) so we're very grateful and hoping by the end of the day we'll hear a commitment from you that you're you're coming back. I really appreciate that. And I want to welcome Julia and her daughter, Vanessa. Wonderful to have you both here. Jessica, sorry. Jessica, wonderful to have you both here. So uh, when we were traveling, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, we had the chance to visit our brethren in Auburndale, Florida. And then after that, just through work, I had the opportunity to stay at the Four Seasons Hotel. And I know, uh, Brother Gord, you're in the hotel business. That is a hotel that has a very, very high standard. And one of the things that struck me as we stayed there was the courtesy that was afforded to us. Uh, it was remarkable. Our room was, our room was late. And um, immediately, you know, they sincerely apologized. And then they uh, offered us to go to the bar and have a drink. And uh, they would take care of our, our, our luggage and look after that so we wouldn't have to worry about that. And um, the drink was complimentary. And just everybody was just so caring. They, they could really see that we were inconvenienced. And it wasn't just mechanical. Uh, you, you got a sense that these people cared that they had inconvenienced us. And I was quite touched by that um, because we say our core values are caring, courtesy, and consideration. And I actually saw it lived here in this hotel. So I want to take the sermon at time, and uh, for the sake of our brethren in Kitchener, we use the sermon at time here in, in Burlington to speak to our youth and to speak to our youth about doctrine, and, and to separate that from the Bible study, but to use the sermonette time to teach doctrine. And what I want to say to the youth is to pursue good doctrine. And, and how can we know if doctrine is good? That's what I want to talk about, and, and how does it differentiate us? And in a way, this is a, a follow-up to a sermon that we received from Brother Rick about having a foot-washing attitude. And good doctrine leads to a foot-washing attitude. Look at Titus. Let's go to Titus. And Titus 2. So here is an elder that was left in Crete. And Paul is instructing him on how he's to fulfill his ministry in Crete. And in Titus 2, verse 1, he says, Speak you the things which become sound doctrine. So he's instructed to speak things concerning sound doctrine. Well, what, what are those things like? What, what becomes sound doctrine? Is it all academic? 
Remember, uh, hopefully we've covered that here, that during the days of unleavened bread, knowledge puffs up. So we have to pursue knowledge. This is not a a feel-good organization where we, we spend years feeling good and then waltz into the kingdom. God says we must grow in grace and knowledge. This is sort of like a university preparation for what's to come. So we have to grow in knowledge, but knowledge is dangerous because knowledge puffs up. But here he says, pursue the things that become sound doctrine. And then Paul explains what becomes sound doctrine. And notice that it's behavior. Aged men should be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity and patience. Aged women likewise should be, uh, that they be in behavior as becomes holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. And then dropping down to verse 8, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. All of this is speaking to behavior. And that's what sound doctrine does. If we are pursuing doctrine and our behavior is becoming offensive, there's a disconnect. Something is terribly wrong. In the opening prayer, Brother Jan spoke about becoming better people. So as we pursue this path of doctrinal purity, it should reflect in our behavior. Look at Luke, Luke 10. And here we see a lesson directly from Jesus Christ. Luke 10 and verse 25 And behold, a certain lawyer stood up, so someone very familiar with the law, and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, Well, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answering said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And notice, to enter into eternal life, Christ is focusing on behavior. He doesn't focus on, you know, make sure you acquire this kind of knowledge. He focuses on behavior. He says here, and he said to him, you answered right. This do, this do, this do. He didn't say this learn, this do. It's behavior and you shall live. But he willing to justify himself, so perhaps he's not doing these things, said unto Jesus, well, who's my neighbor? So perhaps something happened recently where he mistreated somebody, and that person he wouldn't consider a neighbor. Well, so he's saying, well, well, who's my neighbor? And Jesus answering him said, a certain man, and notice this man, where is he coming from? A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. So if he's coming from Jerusalem, it's a Jewish man. So a Jewish man left Jerusalem to go to Jericho, and along the way he fell among thieves. These thieves stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, 
leaving him half dead. So here's a Jew that has been robbed, has been assaulted, has been left half dead. And likewise, so sorry, verse 31, and by chance, by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. So someone well-schooled in the scriptures. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So a fellow Jew saw this Jew in a crisis and crossed the street. Verse 32, and likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him. He saw the man beaten up, left half dead, robbed. So this Levite now, again, somebody well-schooled in the law, very doctrinally aware, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, so Samaritans now come from the north. The Jews did not consider them Israelites because they had been mixed through the Assyrian uh, policy. So they were a mixed breed, and the Jews didn't accept them. The Jews had no dealings with them. Well, they would have, they would have business transactions, but that's it. So the Samaritan comes, and as he journeyed, he came where this Jew was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him into an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever you spend more, when I come again, I'll repay you. Which now of these three do you think was neighbor to him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy to him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do. Go and do likewise. So the doctrine of Christ is about behavior. And what we're lear- why we're trying to get doctrinal accuracy is so that it results in better behavior. I was asked as I was talking to my wife about this, she said, you know, well, how does the Trinity, false doctrine, how does that affect behavior? Because it's a confusing doctrine, which no one can explain, you will not have conviction in your faith. If someone comes along and finds that loose brick and can pull it, then all of the other understanding that you have that might be attached to that will collapse with it. So doctrinal accuracy is critical because that's what gives us conviction. Conviction to the point of death, that we will never let go of what we understand. So it's important for us to get this right, but it can't result in arrogance. It can't result in in, in mistreatment of each other or of those who are not part of our community. We should be treating everybody well. 1 John 3, verse 14. We must have this conviction that comes from Christ, that comes from Christ's doctrine. Here in 1 John 3, verse 14, John says this, We know, we know, we are confident in this knowledge. What what knowledge do we have? that we have passed from death unto life. We know this. There is eternal life. And all around us, people are dying. 
But we have confidence that we have passed from this temporary existence into eternal life. Why do we have this confidence? Because of what we do. Not because of what we know. We don't know this because we've got this library of doctrine that we can articulate very clearly. That doctrine that we have leads us to love the brethren, which is what Brother Rick was talking about when he was with us the other day. That foot-washing attitude. This is how we have this confidence. We love the brethren. He, he that loves not his brother abides in death. We will never be in the kingdom of God if we do not love our brother. It doesn't matter how much doctrine we have. If we do not love our brother, we will not be in the kingdom of God. We have confidence that we'll be there because we love the brethren. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and we know that no murderer has eternal life. The four seasons, I was just so intrigued by their behavior. I went on their website, and this is in their core values. They say this, how we behave. We demonstrate our beliefs most meaningfully in the way we treat each other. It's Four Seasons Hotel. We demonstrate our beliefs most meaningfully in the way we treat each other and by the example we set for one another. I mean, this, this sounds biblical to me. We demonstrate our beliefs most meaningfully in the way we treat each other and by the example we set for one another. In all our interactions with our guests, customers, business associates, and colleagues, we seek to deal with others as we would have them deal with us. Wow. This is the Four Seasons Hotel that's in business to make money. And we are the church of God that's in business to bring people to eternal life. I would say we have to exceed this. We have to excel in this. The four seasons, anybody from the four seasons needs to come into the church of God and, and be inspired by how we treat each other and go back to the four seasons and say, I've seen the model. I've seen the model in the church of God. Why? Because this is biblical. Look at Matthew 7. Matthew 7 and verse 12. So after much preaching in the Sermon on the Mount, Christ is now concluding. And he says, Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. This, this is what it's all about. This is our doctrine. That whatever we would want someone to do to us, that's how we will treat them. This is the doctrine of Christ. Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go therein or go in thereat. It really means, brethren, that we could have all the knowledge in the world. And if we don't love our brother, we're going in the wide gate. The narrow gate is to take this knowledge 
and have it change us. He says here in verse 20, well, verse 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. So we need to be known by our fruits. Good doctrine results in good behavior. He says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And this is the key. So while we're going through all of this doctrine, is not so that we can know something that somebody else doesn't know. It's so that we can be convicted and passionate about good behavior. Doctrine and belief. Doctrine, the first two letters, what we do. Belief, the first two letters, if you can pardon my grammar, how we be. So it's about how we be and what we do. And that's why it's so important for us to get doctrine right. And that is the true doctrinal differentiator. This has been a podcast from the Burlington Congregation of the Church of God International. We hope you are blessed by it. To find out more about CGI Burlington, visit our website at cgiburlington.org.